Episode 85 of the Busting Balls Podcast. They're Chris and John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, a reckoning for RFAF. John, Chris, and Jeffrey talk Luis Rubiales and the crisis of harassment, hubris, and sexism in Spanish football's governing body. John, Chris, what's happening, brothers? Well, who'd have thought that Eric Ten Hag would be such a whiny little bitch? <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, Damn. Wait, I think, wait a minute. Before we go much further, I think Chris just changed his shirt. Yes, I had to change up. We... Of course, we're not providing the video footage accordingly, but I had to kind of change into the current J1 League leaders, Viso Kobe, and the kit that I have for them on that front, kind of be <laughs> on show mode. But if we're talking about the obvious main topic of Fanes, you know, we've learned in our years of schooling about the Spanish Inquisition, but I never thought it'd be this extreme mm. at, <laughs> at any semblance of the word. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I, so, Jeff, man, we're going to have to up our game here. We Chris are, yeah. <laughs> I, I just kind of rolled in and, you know, whatever shirt I grabbed out of my drawer this morning. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, here's Chris. See, get, as the see as the third man and the VAR figure of this particular podcast, as I've been introduced at this point, I'm bringing a certain standard to the game here. Uh, I'm not expecting you all to match me immediately, but I figure it will be like by, by osmosis. We'll naturally all get into the same page. Right. You know, VAR, throwing pains. Yeah, our friend VAR that, uh, yeah, well. Oh, we've got plenty to discuss about VAR as a whole, too, but we that's do. Well, I mean, I have plenty to discuss about to. English refereeing in general. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> It's never yes, something, you know. <laughs> so, which one of you wants to start us off in which game? <laughs> well, as I said, Eric Ten Hag, why need a I mean, Eric, man, the lines are drawn by computer. They are not drawn by human being. It was offside, dude. You know, and, and the fact is, is that Anthony Taylor gave every chance for United to 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 equal to, to win and or equalize and United fucked it. I'm sorry. They fucked it. Well, there, there was one chance he didn't get when I was oh, got absolutely manhandled in the area. Well, Damn. you know, God. welcome to the Premier League, right? That's what oh, everybody yeah. that's what everybody tells every Arsenal player who comes in from another league. Oh, well, this is the standard of English football. Okay, well, now that it's United, of course, you well, yeah, it, it was most blatant foul as he not given to his most Sal got judo thrown by Bernardo. Funnily enough, Anthony Taylor refereed that mm-hmm. day. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- Anthony Taylor of Greater Manchester. But well, hey, three things you can be guaranteed in those matchups. But yeah. Cards, taxes, and Anthony Taylor fucking up at least two or three calls that um, are yeah. gimmies. Allegedly at Altrincham Town, uh, Season <laughs> ticket holder, which as I exp- I've explained to numerous people, okay, uh, John here, of course, we, we he, he's known on this show as being a Liverpool fan, but uh, who's your local side that you attend, uh, John? Newport County, that is my local team, the finest side in the land, honestly. 
<laughs> the only side in the land, as I understand, well, the, the in, in your neck of the woods. Well, Cardiff City, I mean, twenty minutes down the road. Oh, is it? Know, oh, it's only Cardiff. twenty minutes. Okay. They're not doing too bad so far. Ten points out of their first six games of the season, sixth place, sitting yep. in a comfortable playoff spot right now with. Notts County of all teams being the one leading the League Two table right now with 13 points and Wrexham at nine. So mm. interesting how the two National League sides are doing there so far. And so, so Wrexham are but... coming back up. So anyway, let's yeah. get back to the to, to the main topic, which was uh, yesterday was awesome for me because not only not only did 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 Arsenal overcome 12 men yesterday, but. <laughs> But uh, not not only did Arsenal overcome twelve men yesterday, but uh, and my God, you know, just Jay, I mean, Declan Rice's goal was masterful. That was great, the go ahead goal. But then also, you know, a, 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 as Anthony Taylor gives United every chance to equalize, they just screwed it up, and Jesus came off the pit. He came. golden savior. Yes. Uh, just, de- just delivered a goal of the likes that is going to be talked about for at least the next two months, because that was just some undressing as a whole there. Like if you want to talk about putting a definitive exclamation point on that matchup, that goal was it. Uh, but again, I just got to say for that Declan Rice goal, that had to be one of the easiest goals that somebody could get in their first go around for like a new team and whatnot, because Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire just sat there and like watched it all happen. Yeah, didn't it come off Harry Maguire too? Like it bounced off a United player, and then Onana oh, actually got a hand to it, and it still went in. It, it was it was flat off his knee, I thought, and then just yeah, it, was, it, it looked like an own goal. But let, let's talk about United spending what four hundred million pounds of it since Eric Ten Hag's come in, and they end the game with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans at centre half. <laughs> My God, they've gone, you know, th- dude. This is where you were in 2016. You met this like literally. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even one of the people who are down on Hoyland. I thought that for his short appearance, he looked like you'll know, take you'll know, take him a couple of games that he will eventually belong. The problem is for Manchester United, it's, it's exactly that: it's defensive depth, and it showed its whole ass at the end of that game. Like yeah. they could have easily been a one-one draw at the at the end of it all, if not for the replacements that they had to make. Just yeah, it's that simple. But you know, John, it could be worse. You could be Chelsea and have spent over a billion and still fall one-nil at home to Nottingham Forest. Oh my god! Let's for once, good job, Forest. For at least giving us a good laugh this week. I hey, Maddie. Hey, you, the USA's Maddie Turner from Arsenal to Forest, and you know, clean sheet for Matt. Clean sheet for Maddie. My boys Gustavo Scott and Danilo get a win as well out of it. Just good times all around. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, Anthony Alunga too scoring. Former United players scoring too. So that's interesting. Wait, what was that, John? Yeah, Chelsea played three home games now. Um, and I'd, I'd be let's see, they played us, they played Luton, they played Forest, um, and who was the other game? I can't remember, but they have oh, uh, three- AFC Wimbledon, FC Wimbledon, uh, and they struggled. They uh, they are <laughs> trash side right now. God, if it would it would have been hilarious if they actually had bottled that against Wimbledon, I would have laughed so hard. Oh, that would have been awesome. But you they know what? Been- Yesterday, you know what? Yesterday was great from the get-go for me when I woke up. Oh, you, you saw the lip result. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. The sun was shining. The birds were singing. Kyogo Furuhashi gets the, the only goal that that counts in an old firm derby. There you go. Oh, that, that was quite amusing. Rangers having two goals disallowed in that first half. and the then first just... one, The first one coming at like the 30th second or something. Yeah, it was, it was in the first minute. I was just like, what's the hell, what the hell's going on yeah. here? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, right, right. You know what? You want to know how down bad Huns fans are right now. You want to know how down bad they are? I, I, I said this to to both of y'all. I don't know if you saw it. A Rangers fans saying that they would take Neil Lennon over Michael yes, Beale right now. That, <laughs> that That is the definition of down bad as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen Ibrox quite as far as it was yesterday. That you know, that was 
like a winner with the winner win that Spain used to have back, you know, 2010, so that, that World Cup. It was, you know, it was a one nil thrashing. It was the Celtic were all over them. They and, were so and, good. And you know, side. Celtic have not been great. They were not great in that game. I mean, I am not enjoying no. I am not enjoying Brendan Ball. I, I gotta tell you that, you know, Brendan Ball part two. I Brendan, not, Brendan Ball doesn't involve defense, so yeah. you know. <laughs> but you know, the fact is, Kyogo I mean, did you either of you see Kyogo's goal? I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, but I'm taking your word he for volleyed, it. That it was probably he volleyed it. First touch, he volleyed it. Went right in. Ebrox just went dead. It, it just went dead uh, silent. Again, Viso Kobe, former ace Kyogo Furuhashi, doing his fucking thing in the European stages. I love it. And I'm glad, <laughs> like, and I'm glad that Moriyasu's ass is finally noticing it enough to start calling him up for international games as well, too. Yeah, that was should have been a months ago. Maybe they might have won a penalty shootout at that. Should have been at the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, you know. But you know what? But, what, are you, what are you gonna do? So if we're if we're gonna talk about perennial botherers, though, let's keep it in blue because Everton. What the fuck is wrong with you people? You lead one nil within like the first five minutes of a game against a side that is pretty much everybody and their mother agree is likely getting relegated, and you still manage to bottle that somehow into a two-two draw. <laughs> And we're very lucky to, to take that draw at the end because Pickford's save was outstanding at the end. I can't stand Jordan Pickford, but that was one of the saves of the season right there. But I mean, let's talk his own goal because that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want, about, you want to talk about down bad. <laughs> Glorious. It, it, it's like the Matty Cash has got a goal for us. It, it was like, you love it. Off the woodwork, you can't avoid it. In it goes. Clown City time, I love it. Mm, 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 mm. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, and uh, considering, I'm sure at this point, like we're going to talk about it eventually, and John's egging to talk about it. But Dominic's Lobo Sly is a hell of a get. Like, if it wasn't already clear enough during the offseason portion, this game against Aston Villa pretty much proved it. Yeah, Lobo Sly is turning out to be one of the one of the good signings. It, it's it's a, he is tailor made for a Klopp side. You know he's got the skill, he's got the pace, and he does so much of the dirty work. He's you know, he's willing to get he's be back in his own box, and then three seconds later he'll be at the other end. You know creating space for Salah. Or he's so unselfish as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just loving watching him. Although there was a clown on the BBC website saying he doesn't look like he's done anything. He's one of the worst signings of the off season. I was just like. What? Tell me you know nothing Somebody's about football not... without yeah. telling me you uh, know nothing what? about football. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, fair comment on Kai Havertz, I guess, so far, although he's trying, you know, and he should have had a penalty one there, but, um, yeah. you know. That, but... that, to me, was the worst moment in that Arsenal game. It, it's, yeah, you could say, you could have given the decision either way, but that wasn't a clear and obvious error one way or the other. Yeah, but, well, Liverpool got a penalty for much softer than that, you know, a week or two back. So. Yeah, the Shabazz-like one, yeah, absolutely. And I'd say I would have given the penalty for it, but he should have stepped to that decision unless they just don't know what they're using VAR for again. Yeah, well, again, I, I, I'm going to restate my thesis once again. Uh, fire every single English referee and start <laughs> over. Yeah, well, I mean, we should, while we're at the end, is what is Eric Ten Hag doing by calling Jordan Sancho out like that in public? Yeah, what I don't know. I, I don't know what that serves. I, I have no idea what purpose that serves. It no, serves I, the purpose of trying to get a player out of your club as quickly as possible at this point, because holy crap. Like, Jaden's, like, again, when your players, when the player making this statement looks like the adult in the room, there's an issue. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we know he's not a bad player. We saw that in action at Dortmund. Yeah, like, again, it's just one of those things in which United wingers going to die uh, in many more ways than one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the same thing with Kai Havertz. We know he's a good player. We saw him at Bayer Leverkusen. And Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea and United these days are where young players go to die anymore. 
Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at Kai Havertz and Mason Mount at United. <laughs> Both of them have yeah. just been right. like dreams. But where, where did Mason Mount come from? Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, Kai Havertz, who we're talking, quite, but he's got a Champions League winning goal to his name, for God's sake. This is not a bad player. Yeah, he's not a bad player. He may, and I didn't think he did so bad yesterday. Okay, he whiffed that one, but he should have. Again, that should have gone down as him winning a penalty, in my opinion. But and then yeah, again, VAR being VAR, English referees. But if we're going to talk about wingers that haven't been ruined, that apparently are beating the Yurkut allegations, Son Hummin. Holy crap, what yeah, a were game. Were there allegations he was cooked because... <laughs> I mean, if you look hard enough on Twitter, yeah. you'll find a few. And again, I do feel that a ton of his prime got wasted by some coaches that just didn't play to his sort of style. Had he had a guy like Anj coaching him over these past two, three or four years, he'd probably be on the talks for being the best player in the world because he certainly looked it in this game. I mean, it's Burnley, I get it, but they did start off the game 1-0, and then everything just sort of fell apart from there, uh, which just shows that Vincent's company side have got a lot of questions to ask themselves during this international break to start figuring this out, which the, I think they will. It's just this is their wake-up call at this point to yeah. go, right, we're in the Premier League now. We need to actually like start acting like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's that dependency. So uh, going forward they look fine to me. They they look as if they're gonna create chances, but I don't see them stopping to play. And again, if we're talking some of the signs of the offseason, James Madison was superb. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I'm loving watching him. So perfect for let, let, let's uh let's leave England with this question. Are Newcastle hosed? <laughs> Brighton certainly showed it as much. But I mean they've like, also had they've also had you know Three league losses so far, I believe. Yeah, uh, City and uh, who else was that, it? Been, it's been the, the, ten, the 10 men of Liverpool. Where they yeah, had Liverpool. Yeah. For an hour. It's been a tough, <laughs> so, like, to be honest, like, they've had a tough schedule to start with, but they need to start figuring out some wins and fast. But to kind of give Brighton their dues, again, Brighton's a good team this year, and Evan Ferguson is going to go for nine figures next season at this the rate that this is going. Yeah, Brighton, yet again, is just going to, like, outright commit. And for talking about Brighton, and I know this with football and everything happening, but let's not forget, Ansu Fati is on loan with them now. Yes. Never in a million years did I think Ansu Fati would end up in England, let alone Brighton, of all places. Yeah. Even if it's just for a loan spell, like, that's still... Well, you can see Chelsea coming with a stupid bid for him or something. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, but Brighton is like, wow. Brilliant. Brighton's <laughs> just very serious about having the depth to do well. Like, it, it makes me feel like they're not only viewing the Prem as, like, a top placement for them, but that they're looking at Europa and going, we can win this. And given the group that they got, they're going to need Anzu Fati for sure. They've got a lovely group, haven't they? Oh, oh yeah. You, yeah, you, you, let, you guys yeah. have seen the draws, right? Yeah, let, yeah let, let, let's discuss the draws here in a minute. So we do know that since this is, you know, the beginning of the season, we're going to get some goofy results, right? We, we, we can all agree this, right? So if you all look at the Spanish table right now, it won't surprise you who's in first, which is Real Madrid. You know, perfect. You know, three. You know, four games, twelve points. Uh, Jude Bellingham, looking like the signing of a lifetime as of right now. He, he is going to be. He could be one of the best English players of all time, and he will be underappreciated in his home country because he's he's barely played there. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so, Barca is in third right now. Uh, Atletico Madrid is in fourth, but their game got uh, postponed against Sevilla. Mm -hmm. So, that so that because of uh, inclement weather. So, that, that game got postponed. If they win that game, which the way Sevilla's been seems likely, and hang on to that thought, um, uh, they actually would top the table because... Uh, as of as of right this moment, they have a plus nine goal difference after lighting up Raya Vallecano uh, seven nil last week. 
Uh, I'm going to draw yep. your attention to second and sixth place, though. Uh, sixth yeah, place first, baby. For, sixth place first, uh, John. At these nuts. At these <laughs> nuts. <laughs> sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after they beat, uh, yeah, they 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 kind of handled Villarreal on Friday three one. Yeah, I I did not see that coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody fact, did. I but yeah, and and Girona, Girona, Girona. Now, aren't Girona owned by Man City now? Uh, I'm trying uh, to think if they're part of the City Group. I, I, I uh, think club. they are. I think they are because didn't Barcelona a player? So the wait, no, you're right. Yep, they have they have a forty seven percent stake in them. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, yeah so it, it, it's Manchester Hirona City, basically. So yeah. So yeah, conveniently took a Barcelona player on loan, so Barcelona could loan one of City's players and get as it can't say off the books. Yeah, it, it, funny yeah. how that. Funny how that works. Amazing. Amazing how we're going to discuss a, a, a federation that has, you know, some really shady shit going on behind it. Uh, not least of which, uh, we all saw who Hetafe, a club we've usually had some good things to say about. We saw who they took on loan, right? Well, their president was one of the first people to call out the Spanish FA over the whole, um, the whole thing that we're going to be talking about. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mason Greenwood. They are the Not they are great, the, the hits. Oh God! I, I think we should be very careful now and point out that legally nothing has been proven about the allegations around Greenwood. But if you've heard what the the tapes of it, it's pretty straight straightforward. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I, I could say a personal opinion and think that this is a bad move and Mason Greenwood... I, I, I feel that Mason Greenwood is a scumbag. Okay? You you cannot sue me for having an opinion about you. Not in the slightest. He is... He has been not proved... I believe the witness did not want to testify. So no, yeah, had, the trial yeah. was basically never happened in the beginning. Yes. So he was neither proven incident, uh, innocent, excuse me, neither proven in, innocent or guilty in this matter. So, from what I've seen of the allegations and the actual, you know, audio footage that is out there, I believe the allegations to be real. And the fact that this man is facing no consequences for it, and it can just go basically about his life as if nothing ever happened. It's concerning, especially from every meat writer on the internet uh, that just hates women wanting to go along with it. So, so I, I'm just going to throw this out there. If, if any player currently on loan at Hitafe uh, that came from Manchester United would like to sue me to try to, uh, for, for, for slander. Okay. Prove you're not a scumbag. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's an opinion and no one can do that there, there has been nothing illegal said here that's right <laughs> it, uh, across two countries across two, across two countries libel laws I might add yeah pretty much so but it's just uh, this Liga's season so far has definitely offered some twists which I can appreciate I mean Rio Betis is not too far behind Cadiz either with 7 points on their end over in 7th right now uh, Sevilla looks like they're kind of cooked right now, which doesn't bode well for them in certain things in, in the near future, but... Uh, it it oh. bodes well for me. Well, for you, yes. It bodes well for, for some me other people. because Sevilla are in my Champions League group. Well, at least Ars I should rephrase it, in Arsenal's Champions League group. Let's go through these groups. Uh, we, we, we will probably do a... Europa League is where it's at this year. Oh, please. <laughs> You're brightening it. Go for both. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, Celtic... Uh, Celtic are in Group E with Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, and Lazio. Not undoable. For, it could for have the been boys. a lot less kind for them. Um, yeah, the, they've, they've got a ch at least a chance in all of those games. They might not win them, but um, if they can, you know, if they can bring the teams back to Parkhead, 
if they can beat them there, if they get, say, six, seven points off their home games, they're in business. Uh, you know, and we have the the the, uh, the Henrik Larson derby happening here between Celtic and Feyenoord. Well, mm-hmm. it's, and I thought it was, I was going to say Barcelona aren't in that group. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will, will say this in terms of groups and whatnot, Union Berlin getting kind of shafted, getting the same group as Napoli and Real Madrid is... Oh. Uh, that's a rough one for them, and, and Braga's a decent side as well too on the Portuguese end. So that's not it's going to be a battle for that third place. That's not even the group of death, though. Oh no, not even oh. close. The group of death. Glorious. You can find it in Group F, which is F for fucked, because two of these teams are going to get fucked in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, PSG, Dortmund, Milan, and Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I hope they they were looking to play the big sides because. If Newcastle get Europa League football out of that group... Oh, I thought you were talking about Milan, sorry. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is going to be a good side dropping the Europa League from that group. Oh, yes, Look, there will PS- be. P- PSG a, has room be a, to do something hilarious here. Yeah, there's, a, there's room for a, a good side to go out entirely. Yeah. This one, so... Oh, yeah. Let, let's but be the, real here. Newcastle might go out as well. Say again? Here's... The billionaire Stoke Newcastle might go out again. <laughs> Here's the question, though: Who bottles this particular group harder, Dortmund, who have been the perennial Bundesliga bottlers, or PSG, the perennial bottlers of Champions Leagues as a whole? Or Newcastle just doesn't measure up to the pressure and ends up being fourth. That could be likely. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say that uh, PSG don't even – they who does PSG even – I mean, they still have Mbappe, I guess. But, you know, is Mbappe enough? Probably not. They did make – who did they sign the other week? Uh, I don't know, because I did see enough of them. Oh, yeah, and the transfer mm-hmm. window's closed, but, you know, we've talked enough about yeah. transfers. Mm-hmm. Except the same it- transfer window. Yeah, and I mean, right now, Monaco are the ones leading league on, even though it's only four games in, which is just showing right there that PSG start kind of, they stumbled off the gate with two draws. They got two wins after that, but Monaco's kind of got a two-point head start on them currently. Mm -mm -mm. Leon is dead last as well, too, and like their fans were letting them hear about it. Who saw that one coming? That's like Sevilla. That, that's like Sevilla level trash. That's that's Lazio level trash. Except Lazio won this weekend. Yeah, like it just shows the table how interesting the table is right now. Where Stadi de Reims is over in fourth place, and Leo's in fifth, yeah. right, right behind them. So, but uh, it, it's all it's all Milan at the top of Syria right now. Inter and Milan both on nine points. Uh, Inter. Have not conceded yet, so they have a superior goal difference. Mm-hmm. But I mean, shout out to Lecce, fourth place for them on this one so far. They've their campaign started off fairly well. Roma's at one point right now, so they're hanging in 18th. So again, these tables have more than enough time to change, but it's an interesting couple of games here. Yeah, going, oh, going yeah. into these seasons. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, look at Lecce's already had. Uh, I mean, they've already they had two home wins against uh, against uh, Lazio and uh, Salernitana, mm-hmm. and a two-two draw away at Fiorentina. Indeed, and then also uh, Bundesliga-wise, evil pharmaceutical company Bayer Leverkusen leading the table with Bayern behind them <laughs> just due to goal difference. So Stuttgart right behind them at third. Union Berlin in fifth, Hoffenheim in sixth. So well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Union in fifth because they they lost uh, yesterday to Leipzig. Yep. So and Leipzig, I, I you know we keep saying that yeah eventually they're gonna do something. Eh, they might be doing something. I mean they've already. The, I mean they 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 won that they they won the last two Pokals and they won the Super mm-hmm. Cup this year. It might be evil. Energy drink company's time at long last, and German fans are going to be super pissed about it when it does happen because of the whole fifty-one forty-nine situation. There, well, no, it's not fifty-one forty-nine. It's fifty plus one. Fifty 
plus one. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just divided it, it, the percentages it, it, accordingly. Well, no, but... it, it's a it's a different system. It's like fifty percent plus like one share or something to make it like you know. Yeah. Yeah. This much cannot be owned by <laughs> in the pre like the Premier League. Uh, you can't have venture capitalists taking you. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is still way early in the season yet. So, I mean, yeah, we're, we are going to be getting the goofy results here. Um, are, are there, is there any noticeable, are there any more notable transfers we want to discuss? Or I think we, we pretty much covered. Um, there's there's Granberg, there's a salad transfer saga, which as far as I can see is Sky just trying to make the whole thing happen by themselves. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he keeps refusing Saudi Arabia, doesn't he? But it's Liverpool just went, no, we're not selling him. Mm. <laughs> because it's, you know, the transfer just flowed. You, a, a bag of money would be nice, but it doesn't do much for you on the pitch, as Arsene Wenger once put it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he, he, he was a wise man in, in many things, although some of his later FIFA mouthpiece items I'm, I'm still not on with, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let, let's pretend he retired after he left. I Arsenal. am. You know what? I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pretend he retired to his uh, his Vogue photo shoot. Nice. You 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 remember the Vogue photo oh, shoot? Right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. He looks so swank in that. It was just. That's what I'm imagining. I just imagine him just walking along the jetty and then having a a drink at the <laughs> at the small pub bar. Stylishly. Stylishly, very stylishly. <laughs> you can hear a, you can hear a commercial in the background. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, the music, the soft music. Just... That's right. <laughs> that's oh. that's that's what our Arson Wenger is doing. Yeah. Bit, a bit of sax in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's the problem with with pop music nowadays. Not enough sax solos anymore. <laughs> Although, let's not tempt the return of Kenny G. For God's sake. Well, no, I mean, no, that was a whole sax song. Although I played saxophone, so I feel for Kenny G on some on a small level. But at the same time, you know, yeah, at the same time, I was, you know, I I always saw myself more as John Zorn than than him. So, but it was because I know we need to get to our main topic eventually. But I do want to provide a quick South American update from my side of the spectrum yeah, so here. Go, as... Going now to our South American correspondent, Chris Damasano. Thank you, thank you, much appreciated. The Campeonato Brasileiro scene, we have played 22 games so far into it, a couple of games being finished out as of today's recording, uh, in which Botafogo is still leading the table with 51 points, but they have, their last five have been a little bit of a mixed bag, two wins, two draws, and then they just had a loss to Flamengo last night, in what, and Palmeiras right behind them wait, with wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 10 wait, points no, apart no, now. Wait, 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 Chris, it's Flamengo. <laughs> Flamengo. Seeing, seeing, claro. But yes, uh, Palmeiras right behind him with 41 points now after a draw against Corinthians in the uh, big derby that tends to happen between these teams. Uh, no, no draw. Kind of uneventful. Couple chances for the team in which they couldn't capitalize. Uh, it's unfortunate, but at the very least, it's uh, the point differential isn't as big as it was a couple weeks ago for Botafogo. And then you have Gremio in third, Flamengo go right behind them in fourth, Fluminense in fifth, uh, Red Bull Bragantino in sixth. So the race is still tight and there's still plenty of games to play on that side of the spectrum to where there's not a definitive winner on the Campeonato Brasileiro side as of yet. But Copa Libertadores, we've got our semifinalists uh, finally in place. On one side of the bracket, you're going to have Fluminense playing against Internacional, so two Brazilian sides that are clashing, and then Palmeiras made it to the semifinals of that as well, hey. and they got Boca Juniors, oh. uh, which are the only Argentinian side left. So, and Boca Juniors survived a tough racing side that took them the penalties in the second leg of the quarterfinals as well. Really, Boca Juniors have been surviving on PKs alone. They had a tough time with Nacional in the round of 16. Had to go to penalties on that and win it there, and then the same thing with racing two no no draws, and then. That take gets taken to penalties, and then racing just ran out of steam. At well, that point. as long so, as we don't get a repeat of what happened in 2018 with uh, with Boca and, and River Plate, you know. Yeah, and that's not going to happen because River got eliminated by Internacional in the round of 16, and that match was mad, by the way, because 
River won the home leg. Internacional wins the away leg. Looks like they're going to uh, actually like win it 2-0 outright on the aggregates. River ties it within, I believe it was either a couple minutes to go or stoppage time outright. They go to extra time. They go to penalties. It's a 9-8 penalty affair. Like the goalies were starting to kick stuff at that point. To, like deeply to the siders. So... All right. The Libertadores well, has provided some entertaining moments. So semifinals to happen over the next couple of weeks here, and then the big final in November. So we'll report on that. Hopefully not. At, hopefully not at the Bernabeu. Uh, no, I believe the final uh, is set for Rio, so it's going to be at the Maracanã again. Oh, okay. Nice. Good, good, good place to have it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah on that note, I thought I, I think I saw a comment yesterday about. Um, about United's ugly away kit, which we will bring up during the fashion show, for sure. sure. Um, yeah, it looked like a, a rejected Palmeiras kit, <laughs> didn't it? Didn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah, it very much did. It very much did. Oh, lordy. You know what? On any other team, that would have looked... Fu- you know what? I'll save this for the... Fa- we, we should maybe save this for the fashion show. What do you think? Yeah, down the line. We'll, we'll get to that. Which ordinarily might have been this episode, but, you know... Uh, other more important things have been happening, so uh, mm-hmm. we, I, I think we need to do that. We need to get our jokes out now, so um, uh, does anyone else have any other newsy bits we need to discuss before we, we, uh, we, we transition to halftime? Before we trash the <laughs> Spanish Epe, you mean? That's right, yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we good here? All right, well, if that's the case, coming up. Today's topic, a reckoning for RFAF. John, Chris, and Jeffrey talk Luis Rubiales in the crisis of harassment, hubris, and sexism in Spanish football's governing body. Please stay tuned. With the second half of episode 85 of the Best in Balls podcast. That's George Kittle's jersey number, your greatest of the people's tight end. But we are here with a reckoning for RFF. We're talking about the extreme fuckery around Luis Rubiales and the Spanish FA and how they have turned one of Spanish football's finest moments into a complete disaster. Yeah, d- complete disaster doesn't begin to describe it, honestly. Dude, when Woody Allen is coming out to defend you, you are in the shit. Yeah, the, you know that was going to be my my big reveal. One of my big reveals during this topic is that yes, uh, yeah, good good news for Luis Rubiales. Woody Allen also having never had anything shady to do with his uh, sexual proclivities on public display. Um, yeah, has now spoken out in favor of Luis Rubiales. If this is who you get on on side for you, that that pretty much just proves you are on the complete wrong side. But let's let's just take this. It's like having be- Jeffrey Dahmer as a character witness, you know. Well, you know, well, except for Dahmer's, you know, been dead for thirty yeah. odd years, but well, actually twenty odd years. Anyway, the 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 point <laughs> is the the point is is that this all kicked off. I mean, two weeks ago, we did a pod blast praising, you know, the women of La Fiora Roja for winning, you know, the the World Cup against the odds because absolutely nobody had them even making it into the final, let alone winning it. And they did. And right from jump, it's a disaster because Luis Rubiales decided to Pucker his lips and uh, 
give a kiss to uh, a, 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 an unsolicited, uh, un, non-consensual kiss on the mouth to uh, to 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 Yeni Hermoso. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of snowballed from there. How much of an on-the-nose metaphor is it that the greatest triumph of the women's team there is being overshadowed by a man doing shit things, doing idiotic, unconsensual sexist things? I mean, going into this, going into this, they, you know... we already we discussed this last you know in, in the pod blast and we discussed this previously on this show where you know 15 of the women's players were already on strike as it was yeah i mean that's what makes that trump even more remarkable right because the number of players they haven't got right and i i think it it, it may have been obvious that had this not blown up, they were going to double down against those women. Oh, totally. Yeah, say, hey, yeah, see, we, we don't need your asses. Uh, you're never going to play for us again anyway. But now, you know, now it, 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 every, all, all sorts of things are, are, are blown wide open. You know, uh, our, our FAF, the Royal Spanish Football Federation, our FAF have doubled and probably tripled down on Rubiales now. Rubiales has been suspended by FIFA. He has escaped a court ruling from... By virtue of a court ruling, he escaped the government removing him from power. And, you know, it took... it, It took a week for Jorge Vilda to finally speak out against, you know, this this guy who you know, harass one of his players. But then again, you know, when Rubiales... Because I thought Vilda was a newly discovered species of invertebrate. But look, there's a backbone there. Well, but is there? But is there because it was only because of intense public pressure because, remember, there were already 15 women striking against him to begin with. And he and the coach of the men's side, whose name escapes me at the moment... We're both at the statement of Rubiales where he was declining to step down as the head of RFAF, applauding him. Do, you know, the thing is, we know, we know that because his job depends on Rubiales' patronage, because there is no way he stays in his job without that. I mean, the, the, he won the World Cup, so, you know, there's... There's already news that he might be getting the axe in a couple of days here coming out. As it is, and good because again, Jorge Vilda is a scumbag in the same cut from the same cloth as Rizzo in, in our opinion, and, in our opinion, he is a scumbag. Absolutely, Get, right? Yes, libel, le- yes. slander, right? Because the Spanish are going to be just so occupied with trying to find three people in two different countries and just try to serve them papers. But then again, I wouldn't put it past them at this point, given the fact that they were willing to even go as far as saying, "Well, you know what, UEFA." Remove us from all, co- all your competitions just because they wanted to keep Rubli out around, which is just, yeah. Well, if you're well, talking well, about tripling, quadrupling down in the dumbest level, like what does this man have on your federation that you're, you're willing to go to these sorts of suggestions to keep him around? Well, yeah, I'm I, serious. I, I, I wanted to, no, I wanted to ask that exact same question. What, what value does RFF see in Luis Rubiales versus UEFA competition? Like, what? Why would you? That that would torch Real Madrid going for a fifteenth Champions League title. That would it, torch Barcelona it, it, in general. Annihilate them. There's a lever they don't want to pull, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I mean that would annihilate. That would literally annihilate Barcelona. Yeah, here come the credited. I mean, in general, those are just sort of like the overall like focuses of the doubling, tripling down. But again, it's just so, so unconcerned. The fact that the Spanish women did something that hadn't been done in their history, being first-time champions for the first time in this go-around, and the performances that they put to get to this point. The fact that this has all been relegated to the shadows because of 
one very just, you know, typical macho male that thinks he can have his way with women whenever he fucking pleases doing this bullshit. Yeah, just it's it, aggravating. It, it, and, this and guy it, is what Spain wants to torch all of football for. This guy. And it's fucking horrifying to think of it in the fact that a women's broke up with the amount of money that they had coming in, the views that they had coming through, the commentary that they've had coming through as well, too. For that to be relegated just because one guy felt that, oh, he has the rights to do whatever he wants with a woman's body is just incredibly and utterly fucked in every aspect. And so is every ghoul defending this piece of shit, too. Let's just get that out there on top of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it is ghoulish, and it's shocking. There was a, uh, last week, there was a special edition of the Guardian Football Podcast uh, talking about this topic. It was, it's about an hour-long episode. I recommend everybody go listen to it, because besides the host, uh, everyone speaking was, you know, what was, you know, a woman or or femme presenting, and it's very eye-opening. It is very eye-opening, and just the 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 sheer amount of, you know, just what one one of the one of the women asked, you know, what what was their initial reaction to all this was just straight up, she was fucking furious about this, and rightly so, because let's be any men's World Cup. Have you ever seen anything like that happen? No, I mean we saw Emmy Martinez. I mean we saw Emmy Martinez take his Golden Glove uh, award, but you know what? That that, yet- that goes right to the point, though. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. It, it's it's you know the men think they have a license to behave as they want at those ceremonies, and right? If, and- if you had let that kind of thing, um, you had say Virgil Van Dyke standing for you doing that. Would you do it? No, because Van Dyke would absolutely kill you, Christopher. You know, right? But I mean, yeah, exactly. And you know what? The Cantona, they would absolutely cut you in half. Well, listen to this. I mean, okay, so you know what? The first thing uh, discussing this, you know what? The first thing that came to mind to my mind was: Do you Do you remember the the very first Women's Ballon d'Or award back in December of 2018 with Ada Hegerberg? Yes. Winning the very first Women's Ballon d'Or. And what do we remember this for? Not the fact that she won this award. Not the fact that Ada Hegerberg was the best women's footballer in the world. It was because some idiot DJ, I still don't know who this is, Martin Solveig, asked in in front of a live worldwide TV audience if if, uh, if Ada Hegerberg, the, the best female the best woman's footballer in the world knew how to twerk yeah yeah it's just it's again the fact that we have a long long ways to go even with the progress we've made on the women's game end of the spectrum and you know these conversations have kind of overshadowed i think a lot of different performances obviously Spain's being the biggest story here, but also within the United States as well, too. You've seen the conversations that have happened since their rough elimination to Sweden. We've discussed that a little bit last episode around as well, too. But that's still a conversation that's prevalent all around. And just it's there needs to be more done because at the end of the day, football is still showing its whole ass as a very sexist sport still. And there's ways to go in changing that perspective, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and you think that, you know, with this, I mean, w- one of the biggest stories we had during the Women's World Cup was the the progress of so many teams, even those that aren't even getting any real support from their home federations. You know, again, we, we all know about the GoFundMe that the Jamaican women's team had to mm-hmm. even get to Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, and... You know, here, here's Spain doing this uh, with this monumental achievement, beating, you know, by then the clear favorite in England. And and by the way, shout out to Serena Vigman at uh, the the Champions League 
uh, draw slash uh, UEFA award ceremony on mm-hmm. Thursday. Absolutely. I mean, that, that that's who you want on your side is someone like Serena Vigman. Yeah, and, and I don't know if she's been influenced, but the coverage around the Lionesses over here has notably been about the football and not about anything else, which I will rarely ever praise our press. But that has been such an area of progress. Right. You know, they, you, you talk, they've been talking about Mary Earps, goodness sake, who they just, just about the goalkeepers in relation to, you know, she used to live in Peter Shelton's house. So, they, you know, there's a, li- there's a lineage of great goalkeepers, not as, you know, separating the sports as the sports, you know, men's and women's sports seen as one, one aspect of the same sport, which has been brilliant to see. Right. I mean, it, and it's a far cry from way back in, in the early 2000s when Mia Hamm was, you know, had surpassed Pelé as far as international goals. And here's FIFA president Seth Blatter saying that women's footballers need to wear sexier outfits on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Hey, Seth Blatter. Seth Blatter. <laughs> Man, one day we do a podcast on him and we're just going to eviscerate him. You know, there's, a, there, there, yeah, there, there should be a whole podcast. I, in fact, there's a show called Behind the Bastards. I think would pro- probably be a better forum than this one to eviscerate oh. Set Blatter. But you know what? You know, I, I, I'm willing to take that challenge as well. But let, let, let's get back to the topic at hand here. What, what are Spain doing? I mean, we know that there's institutional sexism. I mean, it, it runs yeah. deep in in in, mm-hmm. in Spanish society. But it's it's just the sheer hubris of it to try to protect this guy, Luis Rubiales. I mean, what? Why? Why is he more important than than Spa- than than Spanish football at this point? Because he's a powerful man, essentially. Yep. I mean, not, and, and not even the government can touch him, apparently. No, and and it's the same thing as you had with. Uh, the likes of say to take up something be familiar over here of John Boris Johnson over here of Donald Trump with your guys. It's so difficult to get them de- to nail these guys to because they will not ever consider that they were in the wrong. I mean, cross it. Rubiales' mother locked herself in a church on hunger strike. What the hell is going on there? And then left because she had to go to the doctors because she got lightheaded, which. I guess she wasn't willing to die for it the way she claimed she would, which is, and again, it's that sort of behavior by men and the enablement of it from a society that's so used to doing that, which is the big crux of the problem here as a whole. And the fact that this has been fought so hard by a man who blatantly did this shit on live television there were cameras all over the place that saw this happen and he's trying to gaslight an entire planet and saying oh no she wanted it look no she did not no she absolutely did not (laughs) she said as much obviously but like every single bit of that footage indicates something that is not consensual in any sense of the word and it's insulting that there's even like any sort of dare of a claim that it's anything otherwise. Yeah. And, 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 and let's face it, Jorge Vilda trying to act as if he is, you know, on the side of the angels now is just, yeah, no, fuck him too. Laughable. Like, get him best. the fuck out. Laughable yeah, at he, best. He sees which way the tide turns, doesn't he? That's the guy he is. Yeah. He, he, he's the guy you don't want at your back in it. If you're in trouble, because, he will turn around and stab you in it. So, from what I'm, I, I am understanding, the men today, the the men's team has finally finally released a statement mm-hmm. condemning the behavior of of Rubiales. Yeah, there's been a bunch and, of Spanish and, and, players and, and, who have made separate statements as well. But yeah, this is the first one I saw out of like the whole Spanish men's side as a whole. Yeah, and and, just, and this was and, and the, the, got together since the incident, isn't it? The international, this international break. Yes, and uh, and the statement was read by Alvaro Morata, 
you know, whilst uh, being backed up by uh, Rodri, Marco Asensio, and uh, Cesar Espilicueta on this as well. And uh, CNN has a report today that there are other um, complaints being lobbied against Rubiales now. The thing is, he does need to go because you, you cannot ever be allowed to get away with that because if you can get away with you know that non-consensual act in front of a worldwide tv audience as chris said with cameras every <laughs> capturing every microsecond of this he cannot be able to get away with it but as you say he's only a symptom it's how he has to go because you cannot allow these symptoms to be gotten away with because that just encourages the next guy's down line to go, well, the, those are there are no consequences for it. There have to be consequences for those actions. Yes. I mean, and when we have Andres Iniesta has now given a statement about this. We have had to put up. Sorry, I lost it now. We have had to put up with a president who has held on to his position, who has not admitted that his behavior has been unacceptable and that is damaging to the image of Spanish football. Yeah. And like Iniesta is a guy that has like, but his wife, he has, I believe, three daughters in total, too. So, like, him seeing this shit, like, had to, like, irk him in some type of way. Because he was already talking about it within, like, a day after that on Instagram, like, stories and things of that nature. So, it's, again, I think a lot of the players are in the right place with condemning that accordingly. And it's showing that the sole gaslighting that the Spanish FA is trying to do isn't working. Like, I'll give some context and like how much of a reach this has had to the point in which even people who are not even involved with the sport in any way, shape or form are talking about it. There is this particular YouTuber that I watch fairly often called D'Angelo Wallace, who is not like a sports person in any way, shape or form has about like 1.5 million followers. Uh, sorry, subscribers over on YouTube. He did a whole like half an hour video, like throughout this whole affair, just calling bullshit on how is that for exactly what it is, which again, just says something about the reach of the story and how morally fucked up it is that this is being done to Jenny Hermoso, as well as all of these other Spanish players now who are very much, and that's a problem too. If these scumbags get away with it, that's not just Jenny Hermoso getting uh, affected by it. That's the 58 women who signed that statement that are basically having their uh, livelihoods fucked with for pretty much the remainder of their careers. The Spanish FA cannot be allowed to get away with this. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Well, no, they can't. And I mean, I, I just, I, again, the, the fact that they are outwardly willing to torch other relationships with UEFA and, and FIFA over Luis Rubiales. Just... With help, with Real and Barca, they, they are everyone. Just for one guy, yeah. Really, I mean, well, yeah. I mean that 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 in is in and of itself is a problem, but it goes to the greater problem of what's happening in you know of, of Spanish football. Because let's I mean again, fifteen women were already on strike against Jorge Vilda going into the World Cup, and had been for the last year. Yep, indeed. And you know, so, I, th I'm so this has been building for a while. This, this has not just happened out of the blue. This has been a a, a long simmering issue. I I'm going to be very interested in what happens in the next women's international break, because that could get very interesting. How many of those players are going to want to for a federation which does not have their backs? Well, haven't they already said that, that they're not going to play under... I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, Vilda's backroom staff has already quit. Yep. That that alone should tell you... It should make you question why Vilda is still in power as the coach of, of, of the women's team. Oh, it, it's... I, I really genuinely do not see the situation bar the fact one guy's ego... Then maybe the Spanish are being some going, you cannot dictate terms to us. I'm 
despite the efforts of the uh, to, of a lot of Tory MPs over here, this is an interconnected world. It is a world where culture is going to clash. There is no culture clash here. That is in any culture unacceptable actions. And and you have got to understand what you look like in front of the world. Yeah, and the fact that the, a Spanish court already said that this was not a serious incident. You you can say it's not, as in maybe not in a legal punishment way, but my God, my dude, those those incidents are the small things that let the big things happen, you know, that, that yeah. the big ones go. And for the Spanish, they better figure this shit out fast because UEFA Women's Nations League, that's starting in this, uh, their international break near the end of this month. September 22nd is their next game against Sweden. So, uh, y'all might want to get on the ball and figure this out with your douchebag FA president, the spineless head coach, and everybody in between. Because otherwise, who are you going to field? Yeah, there, yeah, there won't be a, there may not be a team to field because nobody's going to want to play for these people. No, the solidarity is going to be fascinating here if because the way it's talking, you can't see it happening. And you you can go from World Cup champions to not qualifying for any tournaments because you haven't got a team. I've I've never seen anything like this in international football. You know, players refusing to... Right, and that just goes to the other issue because this would would not happen in the men's game. No, because because if someone plants that on a man's head, the man comes back and goes, what the hell are you doing? And that's if someone who hasn't just gone through a big, emotional, stressful, physical game would not just turn around and knock your block off. Well, you think that. However, there was an incident here in this country with a championship-winning hockey team, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and mm-hmm. there was a, a sex harassment scandal there oh, yeah. among mm-hmm. players. Yeah, situation. yeah, Chris knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the that, thing is, like, this was an incident that happened in like the 2010s, and it was hidden for years until the shit came down like a snowball about, what, two years ago now at this point, Jeff? Yes, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Just And, I mean, nobody really paid the price for it, which is the fucked up part of it all, unfortunately. Just... Yeah. But, I mean, even then, I mean, that that alone shines a light that, yes, this can happen even in men's sports. And and it, 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 and it went away. It just went, it got reported, and then it went away. It's abuse of power. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, as time goes on, I mean, and we've seen it here, too, because remember the NWSL. I mean, Chicago, Chicago Red Stars coach, you know, ironically, Chicago Red Stars coach shown the door because he was shown to be one of the most abusive people in the entire organ in the in, in, in the whole sports. Yeah, it, it's just it, it, it's yeah, it, it's going to be a long fight and it's people like us who need to keep up this fight, too. It, it's it can't oh, just be the women. Yeah, it cannot. I mean, th- 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 this cannot be sustained anymore. Yeah, and, and, it needs to continue being called out, of course, and then consistently called out. And again, the reforms at this point, they've got to come from pretty much everybody involved yeah. uh, with the game in and of itself. And just th- there's ways to go. There's progress that's been made, but there's still so, so much more that needs to be done before the game's at the right place for the win, the way that it should be for everybody involved with football. Like, you should want a football atmosphere where everyone is paid fairly for their work, regardless of their gender, sexuality, or what have you, uh, to go with it. And that isn't the case right now for a lot of different countries. And again, the fact that there's backlash against the... Uh, Crazy idea that women deserve equal pay for the same amount of work that they're doing, regardless of, you know, attendance numbers or what have you. It's 
that's a whole then then again that's a whole podcast in and of itself right there and then just it needs to be better it's as simple as that and we need to do obviously everybody needs to do their part within it it's not just up to the women anymore to like get this get yeah. this done because and be fair, it's it never clearly not been. enough yeah and it never yeah exactly been. like it should have never been like their their task to champion that in the first place it should have been everybody's ball to take and to begin with so and for now, it's, yeah. And then this is the legacy of of this World Cup now is this. Yeah, it, it's a cultural change needed. Um, whether that's at a societal level or, and, you know, it's beyond. It's a problem beyond football just to solve because we do have a pro- an issue with going. Football has these problems. No, society has these problems, and this is an example of it. It's. What what can football do? It can it can make the place a hell of a lot safer. It can you know have sanctions for these things, as it should do. And but yeah. how, where where do you make the change? Is the key. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the change yeah. starts at the top, I guess. So yeah. yeah, and you you keep the change going through the grassroots. You know, it's, it's education. You know, it said if you've got a family, you educate your family. If you've got friends. You can call them out, but that's that's you you can do it at a smaller level, one person at a time. And I think that's the only way we're going to get there eventually. And unfortunately, yeah, it's not going to get solved in this episode of this podcast either. But I mean, as as John and I have done pretty much since day one of this podcast, I mean, we're going to keep calling out inequality in in football we're going to keep calling out you know systemic chicanery and 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 nonsense like this and we just hope that yeni hermoso and the 58 women in the spanish women's setup that signed the support letter we, we, we hope that they do get justice soon and hopefully we see uh ruby alice out of uh out of a job very sooner than later and jorge vilda for that matter, which Chris hinted that that might actually be coming, but uh, here's hoping. Basically. That's all we got. Uh, if you have any comments on this or anything else we've discussed today, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod or email us bustingballspod at gmail dot com. You have been listening to episode eighty five of the Busting Balls Podcast through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud dot com slash Busting Dash Balls. Or the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can search us on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. Uh, Chris, John, any last words? Well, I'm just going to say up the reds because, you know, we're we're on the way. Ten points. Come on. <laughs> uh, I guess I can leave us with one parting point for this particular uh, part and everything we talked about. When FIFA of all things, is on the right side of this fight. That just shows you how much you're fucking up right now. Yeah, you know what? I I can't put it any better than that. So uh, we should be back in a couple of weeks. I think we're going to do our fashion show episode then. If not, it'll be a Champions League preview because I think that's coming up in the next couple of weeks too, isn't it? Yeah, after the international break. First so it might actually, yeah. Oh, well, actually, we may have missed our champion. We may have missed our window then. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So uh, until then, it's uh, it's good night from me. And it's good night from them. <laughs> we'll see you in a hey. couple of weeks. <laughs>